So uh, my name is Rob, Rob Cole, lady that just gave that awesome word. I was on the way here this morning. I was, I've been looking at y'all's trees all week because we don't have this beautiful stuff around home. It's like green and pine trees and stuff, but y'all have the most beautiful, like just landscaping and everything that's going on around here. I just look outside and I'm like, oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I was on the way this morning and, and God was trying to download something in me about leaves, 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 and I was like, okay, i got to get ready for the sermon, <laughs> and I guess he must have threw it on you, so that, that was a great, great word right on point, I think, that's my mama, yeah, that's my mama, yeah, and um, my dad's here around here somewhere, he's he's actually the one that uh, came in and installed y'all's awesome new system speakers, and there he is. Right at the back of the door, yeah. So, awesome, awesome. We've had a good time over the last few days just getting to know some different people and um, spending time with my spiritual father, <laughs> um, for sure. And uh, y- Y'all have a really, really, really amazing community around here. Uh, so much, there's such a peace. Um, I, was, I was just noticing, like, I don't, I don't think I would have to lock the doors here because <laughs> it's just it's peaceful around here, and I, I, I love it. It's amazing. Um, but a um, little bit about me. I'm from Covenant Love Church, uh, which is where uh, Pastor Quentin came from. Oh, and Shania, my cousin, she's here as well. Uh, <laughs> she she decided to take the trip. She's get away from school, you know, high school. <laughs> Shania. 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 But, um... Yeah, uh, a little bit about me. We're, we're, we come from Covenant Love Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Uh, Pastor Quentin's former former church, and um, uh, we've been here there ten years in January, and so it's been just a life changing move for us because we drive forty five minutes to an hour to get there every day um, throughout the week, and um, and it's just been a life changing experience for us just to be able to go somewhere it's a place of freedom just the same thing i saw this morning is just a place of freedom just a place of rest of of getting a good word i know y'all get good words from that guys he doesn't he doesn't try to uh, patty cake with you gives it to you straight (laughs) it's just kind of his personality and i love that about him too uh (laughs) um you know god's god and he lets him be god and he teaches his word which is true so um but my wife, I got, I've been married since last May, um, and uh, two months later we found out, hey, we're having a baby. I don't, I don't know how that happens. <laughs> I learned that at church. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, I'll tell a little bit more about Harmony in a little bit. That's my little girl's name, uh, Harmony, and um, had her in April, and. Uh, as most of you know, that is life-changing. Um, just get so, such a different perspective on how God looks at us, um, how the Father looks down on His children. Um, that's been awesome. Just being a parent, being a husband, uh, been a lot here in the last year and a half. So, um, just enjoy life in general. Just as we were saying earlier, good times, bad times, He's still good. Um, so yeah, it's a little bio. I wouldn't buy that book. It's going to be a little short, but. Uh, <laughs>
So, I taught something a few weeks ago to our youth group, and um, I've been fighting since I found out that we were coming up, and he was going to be asking me to speak, probably. Um, I've kind of been fighting, and Lord, what do you want to say? I'm driving 990 miles away from home. What do you want to say? It's got to be something important. <laughs> so, um, just been back and forth with a few different things, a few different ideas that he's given me, but um, I always came back to this one. Um, and it's just talking about the goodness of God, um, which is what we were singing about this morning. There's something amazing when we. Just get away from what we're going through in the world and just focus on that one fact. He's good um, and he's never going to let us down. And so I'm going to teach on that a little bit this morning. But before we get going, I just really want really to set our focus again. Uh, I know I'm new, new face, new people. Y'all are all new to me. <laughs> you know what it was like this morning? I was saying, you know, we're going to have a lot of new people this morning. I was like. Everybody's new to me. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but we're all family in the body, right? Amen. But um, I just want us to do something a little, might be a little stretchy for some, but can we just close our eyes again? I love to close our eyes and just love to set our focus on the Lord, our mind, our heart, our spirit, just everything within us. This morning we set it on the Lord. But we just come before you this morning, God, and put everything else aside. Put everything else aside, Lord. All our devotion, all our attention is on you. Everything that's been running wild in our heads, we let it go, let it go. Every thought that's been running wild in our minds, we let it go, we let it go. And we focus on you, yeah. Focus on you, Lord. says we set our minds on things that are above, not things that are on earth. That's what we're doing right now. So let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. What do you see? What do you hear? Is it me? That's what he's asking you this morning. Is it me you're listening to? Yeah. 
Set your gaze, set your mind upon Jesus. We don't want to walk away from this place today and not leave change. Change us, rearrange us, Lord. So we set our eyes on you. I want to ask a simple question this morning. How many of us have ever been let down by something? Raised both feet if I had balance on this this thing. Maybe it was a job promotion that you were looking for and just didn't come. Uh, maybe it was a, a a blind date that might have not went so well. I don't know. Never went on one myself, but maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was uh, your favorite sports team. Maybe Alabama or whoever. I didn't say that was mine. <laughs> uh, maybe it was Ohio State got beat yesterday uh, it's pretty sad um, maybe it was something like your your car just didn't work you might have gotten to one of your cars this morning and tried to start it up and just didn't come on oh man disappointment <laughs> how many of you have ever been let down by someone Maybe it was a close friend. Maybe it was a, a group of friends. Maybe it was a family member. Maybe it was uh, a, a church member. <laughs> Maybe it was yourself. I've been there. I've been disappointed in the decisions that I've made sometimes. Just, just, just bringing forth that disappointment. Uh, but I really want to get genuine this morning. I want to get real with you guys. And ladies, <laughs> how many of you ever felt let down by God? <laughs> felt let down by God. Me too. 100%. I'm with you. Uh, and, and I'm sure any leader in this room will say the same thing. I'm with you. Yeah, I've been, I've, I've been let, felt disappointed by God. And the fact is that in some of my toughest times in life, I would try I would find myself just like shaking my fist towards heaven has anybody been there before just like shaking your fist towards heaven feeling let down feeling discouraged and and even feeling abandoned at times just like God where are you but what's going on like you see all these things I'm dealing with right now where, where are you God disappointment just settling into our lives I've been there and if you're honest with yourself, you've been there too. <laughs> Those moments truly exist. There's, there's no way around them. Disappointment is going to come. It does come. It doesn't matter whether you've been walking with Jesus for a month, a day, a couple weeks, a year, two years, 120 years like in the Old Testament. <laughs> it doesn't matter. 
There are going to come times when you're going to come face to face with disappointments. Amen. It's not always ice cream and cake. Ice cream and cake. <laughs> it's not going to be that. Not all the time, anyway. But there have been some, some, I'll even say this, there have been some impactful moments in my life when I've just been either at a church service or, or, or you know, at home alone, just kind of praying and stuff, spending time with the Lord, prayer closet, worship, prayer, read my word, and just been some, ugh, pumped up for Jesus times. It's just like, got a, got a new refreshing touch or something. And you leave that place and, and, and I would feel like, man, I'm about to go change the world. Has anybody been there? <laughs> been there several times. And you leave there and you feel like you're about to change the world. But as soon as you step into your office or step into your workplace, or step into your school or wherever you might be or step into your house or your family's at, all of a sudden this thing goes wrong and then this thing goes wrong and then this thing goes wrong and that thing goes wrong. And all of a sudden that mighty warrior that I was about 30, 40 minutes ago, all of a sudden... My armor starts to fall off. And what happens? I pick up the weight of the world. It's just like a big ball of disappointment. Like 30, 40 minutes ago, I was about to change the world. But then things start, the world starts to hit me a little bit. And all of a sudden, I'm disappointed because, Lord, I thought I was about to go start prophesying over people at school and just ah, laying people out. But it doesn't happen. Disappointment. And the truth is, hear me this morning, that the Bible does declare, the Word of God does tell us that there are going to be times in life where there's tribulation, tribulation. there's going to be heartache, there's going to be adversity, there's going to be adversity in the winds of life, where we're on our boats and we're sailing, and all of a sudden that wind comes against us. Okay, God, it was just beautiful. What happened? Um, start to feel that disappointment. I want to make this statement. Whoever painted a picture in your mind that the cross isn't heavy likely isn't carrying theirs. Say it again. Whoever painted this picture in your mind that the cross is not heavy likely isn't carrying theirs. Listen, I just imagine Jesus. I do this all the time when I'm, when I'm just in this dry place or whatever. And I imagine just Jesus carrying that cross. How heavy it must have been. He wasn't just carrying a cross. He was carrying the sins of the world on his shoulders. He was carrying mankind on his shoulders. Listen, the cross isn't heavy. He tells us to pick up our cross daily. Follow him. It's not, it's, it's not easy at times. I'm just trying to, just trying to be real with y'all this morning. And, uh, you know, you hear a lot of messages of all things, everything's good. All, you know, you look at a lot of preachers and TV and this, different places and it's, just seems like they don't go through anything, right? It's almost like they, they live these perfect lives. They don't deal with disappointment. They don't deal with um, that anything, it seems like. But the truth is, we all do. <laughs> you look at some of the people in the Bible, the most influential people in the Bible, and you see these moments of disappointment, of feeling let down. You look at Abraham in regards to ha- not having a son. <laughs> God was blessing him left and right. And he looks at God and he says, God, what good are your blessings when I don't even have a son? 
That's the thing he wanted the most. Thought, what good are your blessings when I don't even have a son? He was disappointed, y'all. <laughs> Moses. And this, this is so us today. I see this all the time. Moses is continually dealing with those complaining Israelites. Though they had seen miracle after miracle, they seen the glory cloud of the Lord. <laughs> they seen him split the sea. They seen all these miracles. He delivered them from Egypt. Every miracle. They seen all those things. Yet when Moses would go up on the mountain and he come down, what happened? What are y'all doing? Why are you worshiping idols? Like, did y'all forget what he's done? Have you already forgotten what God's done? He's delivered you. He set you free. All of a sudden, Moses is overcome with, man, what, what's the point? I'm dis- disappointment. And then you look at Jesus. This is, this is, I was looking at this. I was like, wow, this is so real. This, this whole idea of disappointment. Jesus is on the cross. And what was his words? God, God, why have you abandoned me? <laughs> that moment of, wow. Why, why have you left me, Lord? Why have you forsaken me, my God? And I love the Psalms. The Psalms are probably my favorite book to read. I don't know if it's worship or, or what it is, but this was my favorite book to read. When I read this verse, it just, I said, wow, that's so me at times. And the Bible says in Psalm 13, it says, I'm hurting, Lord. This is David. I'm hurting, Lord. Will you forget me forever? How much longer, Lord? Will you look the other way when I'm in need? How many has been there? (laughs) How much longer must I cling to this constant grief? I've endured this shaking of my soul. So so how much longer will my enemy have the upper hand? It's It's been long enough. That was David's cry. But how much longer am I going to have to sit in this mess? How much longer am I going to have to feel this disappointment, God? Just think about that. David, Jesus, Moses, Abraham, all these influential people in the Word of God, they went through the same stuff we did. Though we do. <laughs> and I would, there, there would be times in my life where I would just sit. My, my praying place was our, our building out back. It was a studio and I would go out and Spend just hours on hours on hours just like worshiping and reading the word and just crying my eyeballs out for who knows what I was going through. Teenage years, just being dumb, making bad decisions. And God, I'm sorry. Lord, I did it again. (laughs) But it's just amazing, though, those, those nights of just crying out to God. Lord, I'm hurting. God, help me. Don't you see me, Lord? Just releasing those genuine cries. That's what he longs to hear. He doesn't want to hear if you're having a bad day, you go to him and say, well, God, you're all right. Everything's good down here. You're still God. Hmm. (laughs) How about we change our perspective there and go, God, why does my car keep breaking down, Lord? God, why am I so angry? God, why, why do I hold so much bitterness? Why am I so worried all the time, Lord? Why do I have so much anxiety? That's how I feel right now, God. That's how he wants us to approach him. So I begin to do that. I begin to learn to do that. I wouldn't go in and just 
sing songs that I didn't mean, sing songs that I, I weren't really dealing with in my life. I would go and be authentic with him. I would just begin to write stuff like, I'm here again. God, I'm down on my knees, and I'm begging you to please hear my cry. Lord, I'm searching, but I can't seem to find a way to make all my shame and my bitterness and my worry and my anger and my addictions pass by. I'll just begin to get real with the Lord. Lord, here's my disappointment. Here's what I'm dealing with. You already know that, Lord, but I'm willing enough to say, God, I know that. I'm not just going to put it in the background and forget about it because it's still going to be there when I leave that prayer closet. The truth is that disappointment is real. But here's where we're going to shift our mindset this morning. The greater truth is that we were never meant to live in disappointment. Amen? We were never meant to live and camp out in disappointment. We were meant to overcome every disappointment that comes our way. Amen? Doesn't mean that we don't face it. We face it. We're human. We face it. This world's not... It's dark. It's getting darker. A lot of times it's not cool. You hear Paul, Lord, I just want to be with you. You know, just take me up. I've always, so many times I wanted to be Enoch (laughs) and just disappear. (laughs) And the Lord just take me up. Lord, can you please, like, you see how dark it's getting and stuff. So many times, but, but listen, there is purpose. If you're breathing, if you're living, if you're here in this place this morning, there's purpose in your life still left to fulfill. Amen. There's a great purpose for this church. You heard the words she gave this morning. There is great purpose for you guys. And there's growth that's on the way. <laughs> Psalm 30 says this. It says, we may weep through the night. We may weep through the night. We may be disappointed in the nighttime. When the daybreak comes, you turn my bitterness, my disappointment, into shouts of joy, 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 joy. You turn my disappointment around. You move me forward into joy, joy, joy. Static joy, enthusiastic joy. Does anybody need joy in this place this morning? <laughs> oh, doesn't say that we weep the entire day or an entire week or until the next big church conference or big service that we have or anything like that. It says weeping lasts for a night. It's not a long time. But joy. Overflows from those places. There may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. There may be pain in the night, but joy. 
on, just sing that over yourself. There may be pain in the night, joy comes in the morning. Come on, declare that over your life this morning. Maybe pain in the night, joy comes in the morning. And I will shout the shout of joy. I will shout the shout of joy. Somebody needs to do that. I will shout the shout of joy over my life, over my situation, over my disappointment. I will shout the shout of victory where I see no victory. <laughs> but in Him we are victorious people. Be reminded this morning that in Jesus we are victorious. Because greater is He who is in me Greater is He who is in me than He who is in the world. Oh, Jesus. Greater is He who is in me than He who is in the world. I remind my soul of Your goodness, Lord. We don't live in disappointment. We don't settle in disappointment. We don't camp out in disappointment. Why? Because as sons and daughters of the living God, we are victorious. Victorious people. Thank you, Lord. I want to shift our focus from that word disappointment. I want to show you how you overcome that disappointment. This is how you become a person of perseverance. Somebody say that word, perseverance. Say, I want to become a person of perseverance. Some words that are similar to perseverance is persistence. I am persistent in my walk with the Lord. Consistent. I am consistent in my walk with the Lord. I am determined. I love this, this synonym of uh, perseverance, this grit. How many know you need a little bit of grit to walk with the Lord? <laughs> he didn't walk with uh, <laughs> fashion models and all these people who, don't, are not a, who are scared to get their hands a little dirty. No, he loved people who had some grit. Yeah, those fishermen. Come on, there's lobster, lobster, I don't know what the proper, lobstermen. (laughs) Come on. He loves people with grit, who are willing to say in the middle of their storm, in the middle of their disappointment, yeah, I'm facing this, but I'm victorious. Amen? (laughs) So the question is raised, how do I become a person of perseverance? So I want to give you guys two keys Two key perspectives, listen, this is about perspective change this morning, that have changed my life when it comes to approaching God in a time of disappointment. First one being this, it's an understanding that God, my Father, your Father, Abba, will never leave you 
He will never forsake you. Get that this morning. God, our Father, will never leave us. He will never, ever, ever forsake us. Even when we go to the right, we go to the left. He's always showing us, hey, go this way. <laughs> He's always with us. He's Emmanuel, God with us. He is absolutely 100%, totally, without a doubt, for you. There's nothing in this world that can take that fact away. You've heard it. You've heard this scripture so many times. <laughs> and if our God is for us, who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand? Come on, declare that. And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? And if our God is for us, then who could ever stop us? And if our God is with us, then what could stand against? How do I really know that, though? You know, that verse starts out with, if God is for us, who can it be against us? But sometimes we fail to read that next little piece. I love it. <laughs> he did not spare even his own son. Woo. Come on. That was too powerful for the system. <laughs> he did not spare even his own son. He gave him up for us all. Will he not also give us everything else we've ever needed? That's proof that he's for us. And he would give his son for all of us. He wouldn't spare his own son. He would just give him up for this world. Will he not give everything else to us that we've ever needed or will ever need? That's why I believe, I will always believe that He is for me. Oh, He's for me. That same God who gave His Son, gave everything He had, the best He could give. He just proved Himself to me that He's for me. He will never leave. And that He is for you, and He will never leave. Only thing that can separate us from God is ourselves. <laughs> the second point that I've learned more recently than I could think of, but number two point is God is good. We sung about it all morning, right? Such a simple statement, but do we really believe what we're saying? It's so easy to let words flow from our mouth and not believe what we're really saying. Yeah? I know it's one of the most repetitive songs, even. The song we were singing this morning, King of My Heart. You are good, good, oh, you are. And it just kind of keeps going and going and going and going and 
there comes a point where you're just like, all right. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how human we are? The Bible says that the angels are singing one song 24-7, like throughout eternity, they're going to be singing one song, holy, holy, holy. And yet we spend, we sing one part of a song six times and we're tired of it. <laughs> How human is that, right? <laughs> but those are the perfect times to just remind ourselves, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. Oh, <laughs> whatever that part means. <laughs> it's one of those little fillers when you're writing a song. It's like, I don't know what to say here. I'll just put an oh. Yeah. Or an ah, or an e, or what is it, the hellser? La da dee, la da dee. <laughs> Whatever works, you know. But it's so true. We can sing that song for the rest of our lives. We can start right now singing that song up until the point where we leave this world and go into that next eternal life, and we'd still never reach the goodness of God. We would never be able to express the goodness of God. Isn't that amazing? Because <laughs> he's amazing. I love this quote from Bill Johnson. He said, we don't have the capacity to exaggerate God's goodness. <laughs> Woo. said, we can distort it or even misrepresent it, but we can never exaggerate God's goodness. That is powerful. We don't have the capacity to exaggerate God's goodness. The, tr- the fact is that God's goodness is, a, is as eternal as he is. <laughs> it's not like he's good and then he's all right and then he's okay and then he's excellent and then he's, uh. That's the human part of us. But he's good. His goodness is eternal as he is. It doesn't end. It doesn't, it doesn't fade away. It doesn't increase. It's just good like wham. <laughs> it's like his love in every part of him. It's, it's not like God's like this one day and then he's like that one day. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. So if we truly believe that statement, God is good, there should never be a day in our lives that we question his goodness, no matter what our disappointment is. Amen. There shouldn't come a time when we're questioning his goodness, questioning his character, questioning who God is, even in the midst of like all hell breaking out in our lives, just craziness or whatever we go through. Listen, whether it's an unanswered prayer, it won't dismiss the fact that God is good. Just because that promotion didn't come doesn't mean, it doesn't dismiss the fact that God is still good. I don't know if this is anybody in here, but I really felt this in my spirit last night. So I wrote it down, but I know you've been trying for years now to conceive. But just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean, doesn't dismiss his goodness. He's still good. He's still good. And he's always going to be good. So the more that I build my faith in that realization that he's good, that he's never going to leave me or forsake me, 
the more I build my faith in that realization, the less my fist shakes towards heaven in that disappointment, and the more my praise just lifts up to heaven. Amen? <laughs> it turns my fist into an open hand of surrender to God, to the one who never changes. He's still the same. doesn't matter what I'm going through. It does to him. It matters to him. Absolutely, 100%. But it doesn't change who he is. I'll tell you something I kind of dealt with here recently in our, in our family. So back in June, I lost my grandmother. Um, it was my dad's mom, and she was, ah, she was amazing. We loved grandma. And here's how it happened. <laughs> About July last year, we were having her, her uh, a big birthday get together. It was actually it's amazing how God works, but it was put in my dad's heart. Hey, you need to invite all of her sisters, all of her brothers, and all of her family in, and just have a big birthday for her. Because a lot of them live in Maryland, Baltimore, and just different places. And God put it in my dad's heart. Said, Hey, bring in all these people, bring in all of the relatives, and hey, let's have a nice, good, big birthday celebration for for Grandma. And so we did that, and we were able to get some awesome family pictures of, like, the whole family. It was huge. Um, <laughs> but it was amazing. It was just awesome, and we still got those photos. And then in December, um, she wakes up one morning really dizzy. It was a Sunday morning. I was actually leading worship, and I get off the platform, get a text, hey, let's take Grandma to the hospital. She was getting these dizzy spells. and um, It ended up being a... a UTI, um, but what was amazing was they found a little cloud while they were, you know, looking over her body and stuff. They found a little cloud that they didn't know what it was, and so they had to, you know, further inspect, figure out what that was, and it ended up being uh, cancer in her lungs. <laughs> and so December, we found that out. By June, she was gone. And this was a lady who we didn't expect it. Didn't expect it at all. It's crazy how that time just flew by. And it it was, and it still has been one of the most disappointing things in my life. It's like wow, how she went out. And you best believe that I faced a lot of disappointing thoughts, a lot of disappointment in this whole thing over the last few months. And it's taken its toll on me and it's taken its toll on my family. It's not having her there. But there's one thing that I've learned about myself during these past few months. And it's this, that disappointment has certainly come, but I have yet to settle or live in it. I have yet to camp out in it. It comes. But that's when my praise steps in. That's when my voice, my when I simply lift my hands, whatever that praise looks like, that's when it steps in and it overcomes every bit of that disappointment. 
It's that remembrance of she knew Jesus. I'll get to see her again one day. <laughs> you know what disappointment does? It distorts truth. Disappointment distorts truth. If I was to wallow in that disappointment and just kind of settle there, all these attacks, it opens up a door for the enemy like crazy. Depression and anxiety and worry and, and doubt and fear and all these things. Are, it's an open door if you settle in disappointment. It's an open door for the enemy to come in. But disappointment distorts truth. And so if I was to settle right there in that knowing of, wow, my grandma just passed away of cancer. God, what in the world? I'm so disappointed in how, you know, all, everything that's going on. If I would have settled there, you know what would have happened? I would have never remembered, oh yeah, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So she's good right now. <laughs> she's a whole lot better than she was. The devil, the enemy begins to distort that truth, distort the word of God that says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. No more pain, no more suffering, no more tears. <laughs> It's just heaven. <laughs> My mind would have been distorted of that truth. And all those lies would have begun to come in if I would have settled. But I'm here to encourage you this morning. It's not settling time. It's not settling time. Look, I know this church has been through a lot. <laughs> yeah? It's been through a lot. It's been a lot of pain, a lot of just worries and fears sneaking in disappointment but it's not settling time and if you've been settling you've been settling long enough today is the day to move 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 forward and camp it out there and that disappointment God where are you my cry is now quickly turned into God you've never left me God you have never forsaken me and you never will <laughs> isn't, that a good, isn't that a good fact he never will he hasn't and he never will and there is no amount of pain or disappointment that would ever make me question your goodness God it's got to become y'all's prayer there's nothing that we face here in this place that's ever going to make me question your character, God. Who you are. His, what His Word says about Him, that's who He is. <laughs> if you need a reminder of who He is, open up this thing right here. It'll tell you who He is and it'll tell you who you are in Him. 
Cause he's a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. You're a good, good father. Come on. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. Instead of God, you're 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 pretty good in this area of my life, but this one you're struggling a little bit. Nah, <laughs> you begin to say you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Come on, tell him you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Come on. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. To us. Come on, lift that song this morning. Oh, you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Yes, you are. You're good. You're a good, good father. I'm loved by you. Yes, you are. So good, Lord. And then all of a sudden, your prayers, your worship time turns from this like sad song, sad, so sombering time to just being real and understanding, yet I'm still a person of victory. You might say, my car broke down again today. <laughs> Preaching to somebody. <laughs> My teenager refuses to clean their room. I preached to myself about that. I was bad. I was bad. Like tornadoes hit my room pretty often. Um, <laughs> got ten dollars left in the bank account for this month. There's quite a few days left. I've got to eat, Lord. But that's all right, because I'll praise you anyway. I'll praise you anyway. Because in the middle of all my chaos that life tends to bring, I will never, ever question my father is to me oh he is good and his love endures forever he is good 
question I will just rest in it we get in panic mode sometimes human we get in panic mode sometimes when we face these disappointments but God says rest in me rest in me rest in my peace that surpasses your human understanding There's nothing in this world that you cannot worship your way out of. And there's nothing that shouts, I'm a person of perseverance, like praise in the midst of a storm. It's easy to praise God on the mountaintop. It gets a little tough down here, though. And everything, the weight of the world is just, ah, ah, stress and all this stuff that as humans we face. That's the perfect time to prove that, hey, no matter what, I'm going to persevere in this time, God. Because I am a person of perseverance. I am a person who lives in victory over disappointment. So if you're facing something, perfect time to praise. (laughs) Perfect time to lift your voice and declare who he is and who you are in him. I'm going to say a few more things and then we'll uh, wrap this thing up. But, um, so the fact is that when we lift our praise rather than our fist, God instills in us joy. And in our times of weakness, he shows his strength. Yeah? I mentioned how I love the Psalms. And um, this is why, I mean, David never settled in disappointment. You know, I read that, that scripture earlier about, um, God, I'm hurting. Will you forget me forever? How much longer, Lord? Disappointment. <laughs> but it's amazing how he ends those moments of disappointment. He doesn't just say, the end. Shaleh. Selah. I don't know how to say it. Selah. God, I'm disappointed. Guess I'll go do something, fight a fight a battle or something. <laughs> that was never David's uh, approach. That same psalm that says, "Lord, I'm hurting. Will you forget me forever?" It always it ended with this. That Psalm 13. It said, "I will yet celebrate with passion and joy when your salvation lifts me up." In other words. I will yet celebrate. I'm still going to celebrate. And I'm still going to be passionate about my, my, my relationship with you, God. And I'm still going to have joy in my life. When your salvation, when Jesus lifts me up. I will sing my song of joy to you, the Most High. For in all of this, you have strengthened my soul. You understand that tension is actually a pretty good thing. Because it's making you stronger. <laughs> That's the good thing about God. That's the good thing about relationship with Him. When we face those, those hard seasons in life, those hard moments in life, that's the perfect time to, to grow stronger in our walk and stronger in who we are. I love that. <laughs> but it ends like this. It says, my enemies say that I have no Savior. Everything that I'm facing right now in life says that I have no hope. 
I have no peace, but I know that I have one in you. You should know that you have one in him. He's everything you need. I try to describe God in so many different words. He's hope, he's love, he's all this. But my favorite way to describe God, he's everything. (laughs) It just sums it all up. Easy, right? He's everything. Can we just say, just you personally, tell him he's everything. Just say, you're everything. Come on, just say it again. Straight to him. You're everything. You're everything, God. So in closing, listen, if you're in a place this morning, can we just close our eyes again? I know I do that a lot, but it just it's just a great moment to focus. Listen, if you're in a place this morning and you've been camping out in disappointment, you've been living in it for quite a few quite a time now, just kind of settling there. If that's you this morning, then God is saying, as I said earlier, move. Move. Pack up all your tent and everything that you own. And move. Go forward. Go forward. Listen, this church is going forward. Are you going to go with it? (laughs) Go forward. It's time to become a person of perseverance with an understanding that He is for you and that He is good. So just focus on Him right now. Just focus on Him right now. Just focus on the Lord. Just focus on the Lord. She's put a new song in my mouth. It's turned my song of disappointment into joy. Into passion for Him. Put a new song in my mouth this morning. That's what he's done for some of y'all this morning already. Put a new song in my mouth this morning. It's not a song that questions who he is or what he's going to do in my life. I'm not worried about tomorrow. Right now I know he's good. Oh, I am a child of God.
picture this Moses the Israelites standing there at the Red Sea God's delivered them from Egypt they're, they're, they're running right now from, from the Egyptians from Pharaoh and they come up to this wall of disappointment they come up to this vast sea of disappointment and, and what happens Moses gets there. I'm just imagining, like, he's just staring at that water. And he keeps looking back, like, they're coming. I know they're coming. Like, what in the world? <laughs> Did you deliver us to bring us here to die? Like, what's going on? This is so disappointing. This isn't what I expected, right? This isn't what I was looking forward to. So he's facing that big sea of disappointment. And it's amazing how God just, he's just standing there. and I guess he's just in a daze and God says something. He says, Moses, why are you crying to me? <laughs> why are you crying out to me right now? Tell the people to get moving. <laughs> facing that sea of disappointment, yet God says, why are you spending so much time right now crying to me? Tell my people to go, move. I don't, I don't know what you, what all you are facing in life. It may be a mountain. You may be living on the mountain right now. It may be good. All is good. Or you might be struggling with some things, some disappointments. But God's saying, move, go, trust me. I'm going to make a way where there's no way. <laughs> Moses stood at that water and God said, tell my people to move. Why? How do you move when you got water in front of you? You're going to swim across there? No, not everybody could swim. There were a lot of old folks, uh, uh, wiser folks. <laughs> More wisdom. I love, I love wisdom. But there are a lot of folks that you're not going to swim across that ocean. It's a moment of trust. It's a moment of, are you going to trust me to do what I need to do to get you all across to the other side? So in life right now, you might be facing that ocean of disappointment. But God's saying, listen, do you trust me? Do you know that I'm good? Do you understand that I'm for you? Move. <laughs> if you truly believe, he is good, good, oh, Oh, we're going to walk and sing. We're not just going to stand and sing that. We're going to keep going and singing that. You are good. Yeah? Amen? <laughs> so then what happened? You Just declare that today. You split the seas so I could walk. 
God, I just release right now that realization, God. Father, that perspective change. Whatever you've got to change, God, in the hearts of your people in this place, Lord. To truly believe, God. To truly live out the fact that you're good and you're for them, God. Even in the midst of adversity, Lord. Even in the midst of pain, God. Even in the midst of disappointment, God. I just pray right now, God, that, Lord, you would... Help them change their perspectives, God. Help them change, God, how they see life. That, Father, if they still have breath in their lungs, God, you've got something for them. You've got purpose for them, God. You've got direction for them, God. And as long as this church has a member, Lord, you've still got direction for it, Lord. And they're a big part of it. (laughs) So, God, I just release your peace. I release your goodness over every life in this room over every life in this room Lord God I just release God the understanding Lord that you are for everyone in here and you are not against them God you're not a contradicting God you're not a contradicting wind in our lives Lord You're the wind, Father, beneath ourselves, God, that that pushes us forward. And you said, God, that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God, every time you're going to raise up a standard. What is that standard, Lord? It's us, your people. Stepping forward. Moving forward in the understanding that you're good. You endure forever, God. So just release that, God, right now over every single life in this room. And I just want to pray really quick for a specific group of people. If you've never, ever confessed Jesus as your Lord, <laughs> if you've never, if, you, if you've set this whole service and you've just been like, who are they talking about? <laughs> I want to meet this person. 
Come on, if you've never confessed Jesus as Lord of your life, or even if you if you've if you've confessed Him as Lord of your life, but yet right now you're 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 in a backslidden condition, you're just like you know that you know that you know that you need to re realign realign yourself with God's will for your life. Come on, if you're in those two categories this morning, with every eye closed, every head bowed. I want you to just lift your hands high. Just lift them high to the Lord. There's so much purpose in your life that is yet to be fulfilled. And the simple lifting of your hands right now is a declaration that God, your will be done in my life. I'm stepping forward, Lord, with you. I may face disappointments. I may face trials and tribulations in life. But Lord, I want to do those moments in life with you by my side. So if that's you, just lift your hands high and just, just as an act of surrender to Him. I want everybody to just let's pray this together. Say, Father God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the gift of Jesus, the proof of your vast love for me. Today I choose to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior of my life. And I choose to align myself with your perfect will for my life. Disappointment may come. Tribulation may come. But forever I will declare, you are good. You are for me. You will never be against me. I praise you. And I thank you for this gift. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, can we just give him some praise? Praise the Lord. Come on, I think we do a little better than that. Can we give her, can we just clap under Jesus? Hey, let me uh, actually read a verse to you before we get out of here. When Rob started talking, this verse dropped in my heart. And I just kind of want to encourage you with this. Uh, this is out of Habakkuk. It says this in chapter 1. It says, the burden which the prophet Habakkuk saw. In other words, here was his disappointment. And it says, oh Lord, how long shall I cry and you will not hear? And it says, even cry out to you violence and you will not save says, why do you show me iniquity and cause me to see trouble? For plundering and violence are before me. There is strife and contention. It says it arises. It says, therefore, the law is powerless and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous. And it says, therefore, perverse judgment proceeds. In other words, they're saying, God, everything I see, everything I look around me, it just looks, it's just going in the wrong direction. And this is the Lord's response to his complaint, to his, to his disappointment. It says in verse 5, it says, look among the nations and watch. 
the Lord said, be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days, which you would not believe, though it were told you. Amen. That is our hope. He says, look among the nations, look among Camden, Rockport, look upon the mid coast. Right. And it says, and be utterly astounded, for I will work a work in your days. You get that? Not somebody else's day in your days. Somebody say my day. It says, which you would not believe, though it were told you. In other words, this, that God said, if I told you everything I was going to do, you wouldn't even believe it. Because why? Because the Bible says he'll do exceedingly above and beyond anything that we could hope or imagine. So it doesn't matter how big your dream is for this region of what you think God can do. He says, I can do better than that. What a promise. Amen. Amen. So listen, I, want, I, would, I do think this. Um, today, I feel like there's some people that... Uh, mainly in this one area, two, two areas actually, that you've been really disappointed in your marriage. Meaning this, that when you started in your marriage, you had this idea of how it was going to look, what it was going to be like, and now 10 years, 15 years, how many ever years you're down the road, it just hasn't worked out the way that you planned. It's real life, isn't it? So listen, I feel like Jesus wants to bring some healing in this moment in that area today. Okay? And the second thing is this, is that, is that some of you guys have prayed and uh, you've prayed with all your heart, prayed for a loved one, and, and they're not here today. Just like these guys were talking. We've been there. Amen? So here's what I want to do. And I know we're going long today. Thanks for hanging out with us. But if you don't mind, if you're a husband and a wife, we can't just close our eyes one more time. And a lot of times we've got to close our eyes so we can see. Amen? So let's close our eyes and just focus on the Lord for a minute. I'm not going to prolong this. I'm not trying to overstep Rob or anything like that. I'm just trying to obey. But if you... If you uh, if you're here today and you need maybe maybe you and your spouse divorce and you need healing in that, hold, on, hold Jesus' hand this moment. But if you're married and it's not worked out the way you hoped it would work out, grab the hand of your spouse and let's just release hope into that situation. If you pray some prayers and you feel like God didn't come through, uh, the bottom line, Deuteronomy 29, 29, the secret things belong to the Lord. There's things that we don't understand today that we'll understand when we get there and see Him face to face. But until that time, He doesn't want you to live what Rob was talking about today in disappointment. So let's pray and we'll release. Father, thank you, God, for your word that we heard today. God, it is alive and it's powerful and it's so true. And so, Lord, you don't come and bring words and and uh, just bring us to a point and leave us without hope. God, as we, just as today, as we, as we uh, sang about that Red Sea splitting open, God, right now, God, to the disappointment, God, that's in marriages, disappointment in failed marriages, disappointments and just prayers that have not been answered for loved ones. God, we pray right now, God, that healing would come so that sea could be literally split wide open so we can move forward. Father, you haven't called us to be literally chained to disappointment. You haven't called us to live in a prison of disappointment. So today we give you permission to come and heal our hearts. We give you permission, God, to heal our marriages, to come and literally split those doors wide open, God, so we can run and be free in you, God, today. In fact, Lord, we just released what the psalmist said today, that you would perfect that which concerns us. God, that you would come and you would bring it to completion. You would bring it to an end. God, that you would bring healing and wholeness and health. God, that you would uh, just teach us, God, how to value each other the way you value us, God. 
God, that literally when we look at our husband, we don't just see that guy that's brought us through hell and back. Father, that we would see a valued son. God, that we wouldn't sit there and look at our wife and see someone that's just made life really rough. But God, we would look at him and see that that's the daughter of the Most High God. And Father, that we'd begin to treasure and adore God just as you have called us to do. And so, Lord, today, just release hope, release life, release healing in those situations. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. Amen. Two announcements. Uh, just because we got to get this in. Remember, next Sunday, which is October the 30th, after service, we're almost done. Hang tight with me, y'all. Two more minutes. That um, Remember, we have basically a, a meal downstairs after church. We're asking you guys to bring your favorite dish. I'm hoping a whole lot of people like ribs and barbecue chicken in here. Amen. And chocolate cake. So anyway, so, so, so bring the good stuff. And uh, don't, don't bring the ramen noodles. Amen. All right. So. So listen, bring some good food. We're going to hang out and we're going to eat. And also, uh, the last thing, next Wednesday, there's a shift. If you've been going to the healing class, this Wednesday, I believe I'm correct, right, is the last day for that class. Uh, but our classes for this quarter go nine weeks. And so Mr. Angelo, wave your hand, Mr. Angelo. He's going to be teaching the class basically uh, for the following three weeks. And uh, basically the title is simply this, Who Are You and What Do I Do? Pretty good title, in my opinion. So if you have questions, please go see him. Uh, please bring a meal. 